Federal government shutdowns typically start and end with confusion. The most recent 35-day shutdown doubled down on that. Federal employees want to know when they're getting paid and what's happening with their annual leave. And in the meantime, the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board is thinking about whether it can change its own procedures to better help participants handle the financial hardships that come with long-running government shutdowns. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with all of the latest. And what are we hearing on the pay front? I mean, it's only going to be a couple of days, right? It is only going to be a couple of days. However, this is not easy at all by any stretch of the imagination. And we're hearing mixed things depending on who you speak to. So the National Finance Center has said employees should receive their paychecks no later than Thursday. Okay, relatively simple. Now, the NFC handles payroll for the Coast Guard civilian employees. And the Coast Guard, which has been very, very proactive about updating its workforce, mentioned that civilian employees paid through NFC will receive a single lump sum for pay period 26. So that was the end of December into early January. And then payroll one, which was about January 6th through January 19th. Deductions would be taken out for each pay period. So there are some questions about whether or not employees might be taxed more because they'd be getting a lump sum. So this indicates no, they won't be, but they will receive one single leave and earning statement. This is all according to the Coast Guard. Well, sure, but their tax rate will be what it is or what it would have been regardless. What it would have been, yes, regardless. Now, we also heard that Coast Guard staff worked through the weekend to finalize and double-check employees' time cards And, you know, this past Friday, we had initially heard it would be about three to five business days for the military members of the Coast Guard to receive its pay. And where do they get their pay from? So the Coast Guard has its own pay and personnel. For the uniforms. Yes, for military members. Got it. So we heard from them that some military members could receive their back pay sooner than three to five business days because... It worked with the U.S. Treasury, actually, to transmit funds to private banks. And it might depend on when your private bank can actually get the money to your direct deposit, for example. The military is on a different payroll schedule than most civilian employees. So Coast Guard military actually only missed one paycheck around January 15th, as opposed to the two that most civilians received. Now, the Office of Management and Budget says, when asked about, how quickly employees might receive back pay. We're trying to get it done as soon as we possibly can, and that employees should ask their own individual agencies. Agencies have told us that we should ask the Office of Management and Budget. So we're getting some mixed things there. We're still looking for more details from the Interior Business Center, General Services Administration, for example. But in the meantime, 28 senators want more details. They want to know the very questions, that answers to the questions that we have. When specifically will back pay go out the door? And a letter was written from Senators Chris Van Hollen, Ben Cardin, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, among the 28, specifically to acting OPM Director Margaret Weikert for specific details. What about the Interior Department? They've got a payment shared service center, and that must cover some of these people, too. But there was nothing on anybody's website that said anything. And like you say, there were cross-references between OPM and the agency, and you got stuck in a closed loop of clicking with no real information. Right. That's the situation that we're dealing with. Of course, this could all be resolved easily and quickly. And who knows, we might have more information. And if so, it could be it will be on uh, federalnewsnetwork.com. All right. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And what about annual leave? How are agencies handling that one? 
This is another tricky issue. So as long as federal employees scheduled annual leave before November 24th, that was supposed to be taken at some point during the government shutdown before January 5th, agencies are supposed to restore that leave. So this applies to employees who maybe planned on taking their use-or-lose leave over the Christmas holidays, for example, but they couldn't because they were furloughed or they were told to come into work over the government shutdown. We got lots of questions and concerns from federal employees who said they waited until after that November 24th marker to schedule leave for December 24th, being Christmas Eve. And they said they waited because they wanted to see if the president would declare it a holiday, which he eventually did. And OPM has quite a uh, a wormhole of information to go down here on this specific question, but the bottom line is your agency probably isn't going to restore leave for that December 24th day if you are in that situation. So for Christmas, then you get a coal and a switch, and that's about it? Potentially, yes. Wow. Well, some members of Congress are thinking about how they can alleviate financial hardship. What's some of the thinking there and from whom? Yeah, so there were several bills from really a variety of lawmakers, Republican and Democrat, during the government shutdown. One from Pete Olson, for example. He's a Republican from Texas. Don Beyer joined him in that one, the Democrat from Virginia. And they introduced the Financial Relief for Feds Act. And this would basically let accepted and furloughed employees take a withdrawal from their thrift savings plan during a government shutdown without incurring that 10% penalty that they might otherwise. We had another bill from Senator Tim Kaine that would let TSP participants uh, take a withdrawal of up to $30,000 if a government shutdown lasts two weeks or longer. Both of these bills have timelines that federal employees would be expected to pay back, essentially. And there were other bills that presented more or less similar concepts here, but I think the the first two were worth mentioning because one of the level of interaction that the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says that it had with congressional staff about this legislation and the fact that these bills would apply to other government shutdowns, not just this 35-day one. Yeah, so the government's really in some ways preparing to get good and routine at long shutdowns. Exactly, exactly. And the TSP board says that it spent a lot of the government shutdown working with congressional staff through this legislation. The TSP says it actually sees some challenges with these bills, especially with the idea that they don't know who is furloughed. They don't know how much that person makes. And just the basic premise that the TSP isn't a checking account. It's designed to be a 401k-style retirement plan. And it has specific tax requirements and tax implications. You can't just fiddle around with it. Exactly. Now, Kim Weaver, she's the director for external affairs at the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board. And she says, you know, there's actually a good chance that Congress might actually want to move forward on some of these bills. But in these conversations that they've had, they've pointed out some of the challenges that they see with these bills. And they say that there might actually be an opportunity to extend some provisions that federal employees who live in an area may be impacted by a natural disaster, for example. They actually already have some leeway there to take a a hardship loan without too much of a penalty. And she says maybe, you know, we could extend that perhaps to federal employees who are in a really dire situation because of future government shutdowns. Plus, many of the federal credit unions were offering low-cost or yes. no-cost loans, and several commercial banks were also offering low-cost or no-cost loans. So I would think rather than raid your TSP, if there's no interest involved one way or the other and you have to pay it back, it might be better to go with a bank and leave your TSP intact. Yeah, and interestingly enough, TSP saw its own 
pretty significant activity because of this government shutdown. They said that loans increased by 5% this time of year as opposed to the previous year. And hardship withdrawals were up 26% this time of year as opposed to uh, this time of year in 2018. So they they definitely saw that their participants were anxious, they were worried, and they had questions about how they can handle their financial situations during this month-long shutdown. Yeah, when you look at that shutdown, there's really almost what you might call a hockey stick change in effect throughout the economy and on federal employees. The first couple of weeks, it's not so bad, but all of a sudden you hit that inflection point and it gets really steep. And we saw the airline industry starting to break down and people in the federal government really getting tough financial problems. Two paychecks, that's a long time. It is a long time. And just recently, the Congressional Budget Office, they did not waste any time here. They put out a report about the the economic impacts of the shutdown and estimated that federal employees were owed about $9 billion total in compensation during this 35-day shutdown that ultimately they missed, that they'll receive back in the next couple of days, but it was missed for 35 days here. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her ongoing coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.